This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The liturgical readings for the Solemnity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of God. A reading from the book of Numbers. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to Aaron and his sons and tell them, This is how you shall bless the Israelites. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you kindly and give you peace. So shall they invoke my name upon the Israelites, and I will bless them. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. May God bless us in his mercy. May God bless us in his mercy. May God have pity on us and bless us. May he let his face shine upon us. So may your way be known upon the earth, among all nations, your salvation. May God bless us in his mercy. May the nations be glad and exult, because you rule the peoples with equity. The nations on the earth you guide. May God bless you in his mercy. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May God bless us, and may all the ends of the earth fear him. May God bless us in his mercy. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Galatians. Brothers and sisters, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to ransom those under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. As proof that you are sons, God sent the Spirit of his Son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son, and if a son, then also an heir through God. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem and found Mary and Joseph and the infant lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known the message that had been told them about this child. All who heard it were amazed by what had been told to them by the shepherds. And Mary kept all these things reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. When eight days were completed for his circumcision, he was named Jesus, the name given him by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, Kevin, we are continuing our Christmas celebration and opening up the month of January with a feast of the Solemnity of Mary. So Merry Christmas. Yes, and Merry Christmas to you. It's, again, a wonderful season that we're in. 
All right, yeah. The Solemnity of Mary is observed on January 1st every year by the Roman Rite of the Catholic Church. And it is the eighth day of Christmas tide. It's a feast to celebrate Mary's motherhood, known as the Solemnity of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Mother of God. The Blessed Virgin Mary is honored as the Mother of God because she conceived and gave birth to the Christ, who is the incarnation of God. He is the Son of God, the second person of the Blessed Trinity. Yeah, and you know, when we talk about this beautiful feast that we have today, and really how Mary has been so active in our church life, uh, I was thinking about her many apparitions. And uh, I pulled out this little tidbit. So do you know that St. Gregory the Wonder Worker, who died in AD 270, was the recipient of the first reported Marian apparition in history? I thought that was kind of interesting. Interesting, But anyway, she's a wonderful, you know, wonderful person to go and ask for her intercession. And it's just a wonderful day to have her feast day. But we also have many others that we have this coming week that we can also ask for their intercession. And if you have a, a family or if you have time, I'd love for you to just take uh, 10, 15 minutes and actually go in each day, read a little bit more about these people. Uh, January 2nd, St. Basil the Great or Gregory Nanzianzen. Uh, January 3rd, Holy Name of Jesus. Uh, January 4th, uh, St. Elizabeth Van Seton. January 5th, John Newman. And of course, we'll have the Epiphany in a week. So wonderful days that we can really embrace this Christmas season and make it so much more full by learning a little bit more about these great saints who've gone before us. Yes, and continuing that celebration. Yes, good. Yeah, good information. I didn't know about St. Craig. I've never, I'd never heard yeah. of him. No. Yeah, that's interesting. All right. Well, um, you know, I want to I wanna kind of break into the first reading here and by talking a little bit about blessings. And the gift of motherhood is one of God's greatest gifts and blessings to the human race. You know, rather than recognizing it as a blessing, though, motherhood is often taken for granted. And our modern culture simply fails to recognize the awesomeness and often casts motherhood in a negative light. And this is pro-life month, and there are typically um, marches across the United States. And uh, even in light of the fact that Roe versus Wade has recently been overturned uh, by the Dobbs decision, it will still continue uh, with the marching and, you know, with the goal of eventually uh, cultivating a true culture of life. Well, we still have a, a the, the fight is still on. Exactly. <laughs> the fight exactly. for those yeah. young children and the fight for life. That's very true. Yeah. Well, in the first reading... Uh, we hear that God is instructing Moses to teach the leaders how to bless his people. And he uses beautiful words. The Lord let his face shine upon you and be gracious to you and give you peace. You know, it's hard to sometimes recognize this with the struggles that we often face as we do our best to live godly lives. It doesn't always feel gracious and peaceful. And sometimes it's really hard to see a blessing. You know, we've all heard that old adage about something being a blessing in disguise. And that's often how it is with God's blessings. You know, when we're up against a great difficulty and we're struggling, just to keep going, we, we don't always recognize that buried in that mess somewhere in the midst of this is a beautiful message from God. But later when we're looking back, that's when we can sometimes see the big picture. That's when we realize that the struggle, the hardship, it has helped us to grow in our faith and to develop virtues that we may not have developed had it not been for the challenges that we faced. 
Yeah, and, and the words that you highlight, that's actually often called the priestly blessing and how important and beautiful that is. There are, of course, three petitions there. Each petition begins with invoking the Lord's name, and the petitions are for blessings of protection and grace and peace. And, and when you think about those, those three gifts, I really think that sum up many of our aspirations, protection, grace, and especially that peace. And as we reflect during this pro-life month, I, I think that there's many today in our lives and our secular society and and this culture of death that we unfortunately live in, who, who really don't have peace in their lives. Uh, and I really think that through my reading and my prayers, that there's very little peace in many individuals who either work in the abortion industry or have, met, have gone under abortion, undergone abortions themselves. And I really want to stress to those folks, if you have, if you personally are struggling with that, if you know family members who are, there is a path to peace. If you work in the abortion industry, there is the the um, resource abortionworker.com to be able to go and change your life. Uh, if you've had an abortion or have known someone who has an abortion, Rachel's Vineyard is there to also provide you that path to peace. It is so important to find that peace in your life. You were mentioning Carla very well that there's always going to be struggles, but to find that inner peace and be able to heal from these terrible wounds that, that so many people deal with, that is that path to peace. And, and, God will give you that, and there are resources there to help you with that. Mm, yeah, yeah, very good. Well, let's go ahead and move to the second reading. We hear uh, from St. Paul to the Galatians. Oh, it, yeah, we do. And this passage is just so fitting for the Christmas season. St. Paul summarizes the reason for the season by pointing out that Christ came to share with us his inheritance in the kingdom by making us adopted sons and daughters of God. Yeah, and, and this time, you know, I found that wording here, when the fullness of time had come, God sent his son. And, and of course, we're still living <laughs> 20, 2022 years, you know, 2022 years uh, after, or now tw- 2023 years, yep. uh, you know, after uh, the birth of Christ, Anno Domini, right? And so I really started thinking about that, and history had reached its fullness. And, and I, reflecting on that, I guess history really has reached its peak, so to speak. The world was forever changed because of the birth of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. The world was forever changed because of, of course, this celebration today when we celebrate Mary, who was immaculately conceived, who gave birth to our Lord and Savior. That indeed is that fullness of time. And of course, as subsequent to that, we are now in the end times when we are really looking forward to not only... uh, you know, of course, we're still celebrating his birth in the manger and remembering that, but we're, of course, we're looking towards that end times and being able to prepare ourselves to be worthy for that. Mm-hmm. So how beautiful it really is, that fullness of time that we're celebrating. Indeed, yeah. Well, in the gospel, we hear from Luke today. Yeah, we do. And the reading begins, it brings our focus to the message that was delivered by an angel to a band of shepherds. And, you know, most of us have become so familiar with the story that the significance doesn't really impact us the way that it should. Shepherds were a pretty low-class citizenship with uh, virtually no social clout. And this is an important detail to consider because God chose a small band of social lowlifes to bring the message of the incarnation to the world. St. Luke tells us, that all who heard what the shepherd's story, that they were amazed. And what kind of news from a poor band of shepherds caused all who heard it 
to be amazed. You know, what what do these shepherds have to share that would amaze and and uh, excite people around them? Well, think about it. There have been a few times in my life that I have truly been amazed by a personal story. You know, I remember sometimes feeling a chill run up and down my spine when I'd heard a testimony about God's intervention, and I was amazed, and that's what they were sharing. They were sharing a personal experience, and I think it was the truth of that 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 came through as they were sharing it, and I believe that that's the reason that all who heard the story of the shepherds were amazed, that they were able to recognize that the message given to the shepherds did come from God, and what a message that was. The angel's message was continued. It has continued to amaze millions and billions of people since the time of Christ. People who have lived and died believing the good news. And that message is this, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that shall be to all the people, for this day is born to you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And in closing, I'd like to quote a St. Bernard when we talk about that Christ child lying in the manger, our Savior born in Bethlehem. He says, Is there any clearer way of declaring his mercy than by deigning to take on our miserable condition? Could there be anything more abounding in piety than that the word of God should have made himself as one of such little worth as ourselves? Men ought to deduce from these facts what great concern God has for them, that they may understand what God thinks and feels for them. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MatraDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.